It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is up? Welcome back to another edition of the 49ers Brawl Podcast. I'm your host, JBB. You can follow me on Twitter at JBBFootball. And joining me, as always, sharing the carries in the 49ers Brawl backfield is JD. You can follow him on Twitter at TV. JD, we've got another week, another game. The 3-3 three and three 49ers take on the 2-3 and three Patriots. How are you feeling? You know, the, the roller coaster that is the 49ers 2020 season continues, and I'm here for it. You know, this is a big game this week, definitely one that uh, 49er fans had circled on their calendars when the schedule came out for obvious reasons. Uh, obviously, things uh, kind of haven't, you know, shaken out the way either team would have hoped for up until this point. But there's still a lot of intrigue in this game coming up against the Patriots. The Niners seem to be, you know, on the right track. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about this game. There's a lot on the line here. It's a big game, regardless of the teams that, you know, the records for the two teams and whatnot. So I'm ready to go, man. Yeah, as I said, look, I mean, the Patriots, two and three. But, I mean, two of their losses, one was against the Seahawks in a game that was very, very close. The other was against the, the Chiefs. And then, of course, that shock loss to the Broncos last week against the Broncos team. We didn't score a touchdown. That 18 points, all field goals. But before we get into the game, let's dive into the Niners side of things. And let's start with some injuries. It's something we seem to talk about every week. Uh, and as is the, the season that we have this year for the 49ers, uh, but we learned a little bit more this week around some injuries to some key players. Uh, and let's start with the fact that Shanahan said he did not expect to see Richard Sherman or D Ford back until after the Niners week 11 bye. This is obviously, I mean, we were talking about uh, maybe just a week ago or just before that, thinking Sherman might be back for the previous game against the Rams. In his absence, though, Jason Verrett had a very, very good game. Someone I know you've been very high on so far, you know since since he's come back. How big is this for the Niners, or or are you not really so worried now that Verrett's playing low, like he is? I mean, if in regards to Sherman, you know, the longer he's out, in my opinion, honestly, I think the better. I, I think at this point. As long as Jason Verrett remains healthy and remains, you know, showing what he has done up until this point of the season and Emmanuel Mosley stays healthy and is out there, I I think the Niners' two best corners are on the field. 
and it gives the Niners a lot more flexibility in what they can call defensively. They can play a lot more man coverage because you can't do that with Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman's still a very good player. You know, if the Niners were able to play zone 24-7 and get after the quarterback like they did last year, sure, Richard Sherman would be an immense asset to this 49ers defense. But with a lack of pass rush, this this cover three scheme kind of gets exploited a little bit. That's why you're seeing the Niners go to a lot more man coverage. And that's why you're seeing guys like Jason Verrett and Emmanuel Mosley flourish as of late. So uh, it, it gives the Niners the ability to look at these guys a little longer than maybe they would have if Sherman was healthy right now. So in my opinion, I, I'm excited about this. I think it's a good opportunity for both Jason Verrett and Emmanuel Mosley having Sherman on the shelf. And as far as D Ford and his injury and not coming back until after the bye, at least, I mean, if you're counting on D Ford to play for the 49ers at all this year, uh, you know, I, I think you're uh, sadly mistaken. If you're a 49er fan and and you were anticipating D Ford to come back, I mean, you can't really count on him for anything at this point. And it was that way last year. It's that way again this year. If he comes back and he's healthy, great. If he doesn't, I mean, oh well. I don't really expect much from D Ford at this point. So uh, the injury news there to me is not as concerning as you would think. Yeah, for sure. I think what we saw from from Jason Verrett this this past week and and since he's come back has been really encouraging. And and I think you might be right there. And, and as far as D Ford goes, yeah, it's be interesting to see as and when he comes back. If he comes back, it was even mentioned earlier your know, last week on, on the back end of the pod. Maybe you know could we've maybe seen Sherman and or Ford and slash or Ford for the last time? Who knows. But some more injury news, uh, and that pertains to starting running back Raheem Mostert, who had, when he'd been on the field so far this season, played really, really well as the Niners' leading rusher, despite missing two games so far. Both himself and centre Ben Garland are set to likely end up on the IR, which will put them out for at least a couple of weeks. Raheem Mostert out of the picture, Tevin Coleman out of the picture, leaves the Niners with Jarrett McKinnon, Jermichael Hasty, who we saw for the first time last week, and Jeff Wilson Jr., who the Niners know very well at this point. And with Ben Garland out and Richburg still um, out, it means the Niners left with Peronis Grassu playing centre. How concerning is this one compared? Well, just to start with Raheem Mostert, I mm. mean... That one is just a gut punch because he does, he plays so well when he's out there on the field and the offense is clicking and things just seem to happen when Raheem Mostert's on the field. Good things seem to happen when you give the ball to 31. But I'll be honest, this is nothing new. Raheem Mostert's been a guy who's sustained injuries before. And so it, it's just, it's so... Uh, I don't know what the what the word is. Confusing, tough. It's just it's just a weird spot to be in because on one hand, you know Raheem Mostert is a heck of a player. And he's one of the top probably eight to ten running backs in the league, if not a little higher. But on the other hand, he's a guy who has gotten hurt in his career. He he runs really, really hard and he kind of pays the price for it. And he's also one of those guys that's just so fast, so twitchy. And those guys tend to sustain injuries, you know, soft tissue things like you're seeing, you know, with Raheem Mostert this year. So it's just, I don't know. I don't know what to think. On one hand, I'm I'm disappointed. On the other hand, I'm kind of like, well, I'm not really surprised. 
Yeah, it's fair. I mean, when when most has been on the field, he's been electric so far. Um, it, like exactly as he was last season, um, and I think he was, you know, very much living up to what he was after in the off season. You know, he he was um, a lot of people didn't didn't want to pay him because it just it hadn't been for a sustained period of time, uh, and he looked like kind of he'd earned every bit of those. You know that that. Uh, bit raise or any of the incentives that he would be likely to, to get if he plays the whole season. Uh, so it is, it is really a shame, especially with Tevin Coleman out there as not out there as well. Um, obviously having Jarrett McKinnon back has been a plus. Uh, and I, but I think as, as we kind of mentioned the back end of last week's pod, I think we're going to start to see a fair bit more Jermichael Hasty, Um, and I think we're going to start to finally see what he can do. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, How worried are you about Grassy starting at centre with Garland out? Now that, yeah, the Mm. Niners are down to their (laughs) third string centre. That is not a good thing. Um, Grassy came out with some comments this week saying that, you know, he's finally found a home. He feels really good playing in this scheme, playing for Kyle Shanahan and, and this team. But uh, anytime you're down to your third string center, it's not a good thing. You know, it it's hard enough right now with the up and down play of the offensive line as it is. And now you, you put in a third string center and a guy who historically hasn't really been that great of a football player. You know, obviously change of scenery can have a big impact on a guy. Let, you know, if he's out there for an extended period of time, maybe he, he plays well. But anytime you put in a third string center, you're you're just muddying up the offense. You're making things more difficult for your quarterback because he's not so familiar with Grasu. And your you know your center's the guy that's given out all the line calls, and now he's the third string guy who who's only been with the team a couple of months, and you you just expect him to know every line call, every check, every everything. And you know it's just it just makes things tougher. And this season's already been tough enough. So I mean I guess hey you might as well just. Uh, you know, put them out there, you know, it just, just, just make things tougher. You know, just, it's, uh, it's just how 2020 has gone. Yeah. It, this is, this is what I'm, I'm really worried about. This is probably the, the, the more, um, the most worrisome of all the moves. I mean, look, the, the offensive line has struggled and, and it felt, felt like it finally clicked in the last game. So to, to lose a piece of that is, is definitely going to hurt. Um, but we'll see, as you say, some ex- uh, an extended period of time could help. While we're talking about the offensive line, how about a bit of good news? Okay, we started off with all this sad news and who's missing games, who's not going to be in. But let's talk about some good news. And that was Trent Williams back at practice and apparently moving well on that ankle. And it seems like it's trending towards him playing. This, finally a bit of good news, right, J.D.? I mean, yeah, it's good news. You saw some video on uh, on Twitter today of, of Trent kind of running around, moving around at practice. But he's still questionable, so mm. you know a lot can change between now and Sunday. But like you said, it is trending in the right direction. They need Trent Williams out there. Uh, if they if they have to resort to starting Justin School, uh, I will be very concerned. Mm. But it's looking like Trent is going to gut it out and play. So yeah, definitely, definitely a little bit of good news. Yeah, and. I'm going to give you a little bit more good news. Um, it seemed like yesterday at tra- – oh, today, sorry, uh, at training that Kawan Williams and Jordan Reed were both working out uh, on a side field at practice. Obviously, they are both on IR, so they can't practice with the team yet. However, the fact that they are moving about and practicing hopefully gives a good indication that they should be back 
sometime soon. Now, this is one I think is, is very important. Uh, Quan Williams, we talked about, especially with Quan Alexander not playing at the moment, the Niners love to just live out a nickel when they haven't got their three starting linebackers, which basically means your nickel corner is on for 80% of the snaps, which means they need to, we need, we need K1 Williams out there ideally. And Jordan Reed, I mean, we saw how good he was when George Kittle was out. Uh, at some point, I would just love to see them both out there. Uh, and, you know, if we can get to a position where the Niners have got both those guys out there, Debo out there, Ayuk out there, it's going to become, it's going to become a little bit of a problem, I hope, for opposing defenses. So hopefully some good news there. We definitely guys we need back, right? Yeah, I mean, slowly but surely, we we expect to see the 49ers get back to full strength. And hopefully at some point you get to see the full complement of offensive weapons out there, Jordan Reed included. Uh, Kwan Williams is sorely missed. I mean, he, he's the best nickel corner in football. And anytime you're missing that guy in your lineup, you're you're missing a big chunk of your defense. So the sooner they can get those guys back, the better. Yeah, big time. Uh, and we mentioned linebackers. In fact, the Niners acquired a new linebacker this week, uh, picking up past rusher Jordan Willis from the Jets, trading a sixth rounder in exchange for Willis and a 2021 seventh rounder. Uh, what, what do you make to this, JD? Just a just a bit of a, a bit of depth to get after the passer, given that the, the lack that the Niners have at the moment. Definitely a nice pickup, a guy that I was intrigued by uh, when he was coming into the draft a few years back. Uh, freaky, kind of twitchy athlete kind of guy, more more so than just a big brooding, you know, power rusher. He's he's more mm-hmm. of a speed guy, more of a of a, uh, a you know speed rusher, if you will. And he's a guy who has similar measurables to Nick Bosa, kind of a bigger guy, but just a, a freak athlete. Okay. And with the with Chris Kosurik's track record of who they've brought in on the defensive line. I'm really intrigued to see what they can do with him because they tend to put these guys in position to make plays. And, you know, anytime you have Chris Kosurik, you know, barking in your ear, you're, you're <laughs> apt to run a little bit faster. And Jordan Willis is a guy who can definitely, you know, get after it. He hasn't really parlayed his physical traits into on-field production, but uh, maybe we have another Kerry Hyder in our midst. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, obviously, the, the Niners brought in um, past Russia Ziggy Answer last month, and then he was he got injured in just you know just his second game. Is this somebody we kind of see as almost like the the role Answer would have had had he not got injured? This is now just going to Willis. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, they need bodies, that's for sure. And hopefully, you know, if if Willis can get on the field and, and be productive, it'll allow Eric Armstead to focus on playing more on the interior full time. And that's a good thing because I think that's his best position. Uh, so we'll we'll see. I'm excited to see what he what he brings to the team. Yeah, big time. Uh, and we'll see whether um, he's able to to contribute anything uh, on Sunday. And speaking of Sunday, let's get into the game. Niners taking on the Patriots. The wow. I mean, when the uh, when the schedule came out, we were talking revenge games. It's the big one, right? The Jimmy G revenge game. So this is going to be an interesting one. The, the Patriots, as we mentioned, two and three. The big story there, uh, Cam Newton. They brought him in. They've used him very much as as they as you should be using um, Cam Newton. Uh, and this is a team, remember, that not too long ago got absolutely decimated by opt-outs. You know, players opting out because of the coronavirus and deciding not to play this season. 
This is a team that got decimated, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but let's start on the offensive side for the Niners. JD, where, where have the Niners got an advantage against the New England Patriots on offense? Well, you could go with the low-hanging fruit and say that Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterback, has you know the inside knowledge of the Patriots and how they do things and, and what they like to run defensively and whatnot. Um, but I'm not, I'm not going to go there. I, I'm going to go with wide receiver Brandon Ayuk this week. I think that's where they're going to be able to key in, and I think they're going to try and stretch the field a little bit this week. I, I think you're going to see Stephon Gilmore, their stud cornerback for the Patriots, matched up on Debo Samuel throughout the game. And what that'll do is free up Brandon Ayuk on the other side going against their number two corner. And I think they're going to try and stretch the field a little bit. Now, if Stephon Gilmore wants to go and, uh, you know, follow Brandon Ayuk for a while, if, if Ayuk starts getting loose, then you're going to see Debo Samuel, who is getting into football shape every week, uh, you know, probably make some plays, get some jet sweeps and, and reverses and whatnot, and kind of dominate the way that, that Debo Samuel does. And so, it all depends on what they want to do with Gilmore, but I think he's going to shadow Debo for the majority of the game, and that will allow Brandon Ayuk to get a lot of targets. We all know that Bill Belichick likes to eliminate at least one star weapon on, on the opposing offense that he's facing. So I'll be honest with you. I, I think that uh, the Niners won't be able to rely on George Kittle this week. I think Debo is going to be matched up with Stefan Gilmore, like I said, and I just, I have a feeling that this is going to be a big breakout game from Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. We heard earlier in the week from uh, Bill Belichick, uh, basically uh, him singing the praises of George Kittle and saying, he's not going to allow George Kittle to beat them. Uh, and so I think you're right. You know, that's, that's the thing, the, the thing they always say about Belichick, he'll take away, you know, make you beat, he'll make you beat him with your second guy. I was think the Niners is a really interesting offense for opposing defenses to try and shadow. There's just so much motion that I find, I, th- I think, as a, as a corner, it must be really tough, especially somebody like Debo. He's moving about all, all over the place. To try and shadow someone like Debo must be pretty difficult. I could see them maybe shadowing unless there's a motion and then they switch off. And if that is the case... I mean, Kyle Shanahan would then very quickly understand that all he has to do is get some motion going if he wanted to get Debo away from Gilmore. So I think that's going to be a really interesting matchup and I certainly hope Brandon Ayuk can uh, can contribute. I'm going to go, I am going to go with Jimmy G, but I'm not going to go for the reasons you mentioned about him understanding the Patriots organization. And I'm sure there is something there. Uh, but for me, it's going to be that that the, the you know the Patriots have uh, have kind of really struggled in terms of getting to the quarterback. They're averaging just one point seven or one point six sacks uh, per game so far, uh, and some of that I think come from came from the the opt outs that um, that I mentioned earlier. You know that they haven't you know Chase Winovich is really kind of their only guy who's getting to the quarterback, and against a Niners team that last season last week didn't give up a sack but had struggled before that. I think. If the offensive line can give Jimmy G some time, this could be this could hopefully be where he can kind of take advantage. Uh, the Patriots have been giving up uh, 7.7 yards per attempt to opposing quarterbacks. Again, bottom five in the league. They've been giving up some plays. I think this could be... When I looked at this game, I kind of saw this as two teams that really struggle to, to stretch the field, really. Um, so far, it's been for both teams so far this season. Anyway, a lot of underneath stuff, uh, and perhaps that's going to see that could be what carries on. 
and it's going to be a case of who who can do that better. And I think Kyle Shanahan will start the game with a very similar game plan to, to what he did uh, against the Rams and give Jimmy G some confidence booster throws and that kind of thing. But I think there's going to come a point in this game where they're going to take some shots and we could see the kind of classic Shanahan play where there's somebody wide open. And I think you are right in that that person wide open down the field will be Brandon Ayuk. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, I'm really excited to see the Niners offense in this game and how they plan to attack the Patriots. I mean, just personnel aside, records aside, injuries aside, at the end of the day, it's Kyle Shanahan against Bill Belichick. Ooh. And I mean, that's pay-per-view stuff right there. I would pay extra just to watch that game and, and, and have – you know, the microphones on of each coach and hear them making their adjustments and, and talking about what the other coach is doing. I mean, it's just football nerd heaven, you know, Kyle Shanahan against Bill Belichick this week. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right there. When you, t- As you say, you take everything away and you just you just sell that. Whew, that's, that's a big matchup. Let's flip the script as we always do and talk about the defense next. Where have the Niners got the advantage against the Patriots on the defensive side? For me, it's got to be the, the outside corners for the Niners. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley, Jason Verrett matching up against the likes of Nikhil Harry and Demir Bird. I mean, they, they're the Patriots, you know, uh, perimeter receivers do not scare me. And th- I really think you're going to see an encore performance from the Niners outside corners. Uh, that's, that's definitely where I think the biggest mismatch is for the Niners defense this week. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. In fact, that's, that's exactly what I had. Uh, and even more so when you look at it, I mean, Nikhil Harry has caught one touchdown. That's the only touchdown that the Patriots have to a wide receiver so far this season. Um, Cam Newton has five himself on the ground, but I don't fear them necessarily in the red zone when it comes to the receivers. You know, they, they, they make it quite clear what they're trying to do um, with Cam Newton. And and it's essentially it's not putting the ball in his hands and make and forcing him to throw all the time. So uh, I think you definitely got a point there, and I think I've got to agree with you. Is there anything though that worries you about the New England Patriots? You know, I have a really strong feeling that we're going to agree here, and we didn't talk about this before the pod started. So uh, sometimes you, you'll hear us here on, on the Forty ers Brawl pod kind of saying, "Oh yeah, that was that was my topic as well," and I, you know, I had that too. We don't sometimes we don't always talk about what we're going to talk about on the pod before we start. We have a general idea, but we like to keep it fresh. We like to keep things kind of off balance a little bit. And so, Jacob, I'm going to go with a spot that, I, like I said, I think you're going to go the same way, but let me know if you're different. I am, I am terrified of Julian Edelman in the slot going up against Jamar Taylor, if Jamar Taylor happens to be out there, which he probably will be. Uh, look, Ju- Julian Edelman is still a heck of a player, and I, I, that's the only spot that worries me in terms of the Patriots offense going up against this Niners defense. I, like I said, on the outside, I'm not worried. But Julian Edelman in the slot against Jamar Taylor is going to give Cam Newton a really quick outlet. 
And that that's going to, you know, I think it's going to give Robert Sala some nightmares heading into this game. What are they going to do to eliminate Julian Edelman? Because that's really the only weapon that they have. Yeah, that's a good point. It is a very good point. I think that's, that's if you look at everywhere across that field, that that's the mismatch, right? That That's the biggest mismatch. Julian Edelman, Jamal Taylor, it's, it's no question. Um, so that is going to be an interesting one. Funnily enough, it wasn't my one. It wasn't my one. Um, and if you've ever listened to the Niners brawl before, um, you'll understand that my biggest fear every time when it comes to the Niners defense is mobile quarterbacks. And right now we've got a quarterback that leads his team in rushing despite missing a game due to, to COVID. Um, and therefore, this is always going to be something that, something that worries me. We saw it with Kyler Murray. We see it every year with Russell Wilson. We saw it last year with Lamar Jackson, with Mahomes. This is just something the Niners have always struggled with. Um, and as you mentioned, they're now playing a lot more man coverage. Generally makes it a little bit tougher as well as, as all the defenders are looking out towards their threats. They're not looking to, in towards the quarterback as they might be usually when playing some zone. And so this could be a situation where if the Niners do want to run the man coverage more because they have to, because they can't um, get the pass rush home, then suddenly they end up in a situation where Cam Newton, as soon as everybody turns out, just takes off with it. Now, I think they will try and um, put possibly Fred Warner as a spy, maybe Greenlaw so that Warner can cover any tight ends. Um, The only thing that makes me feel a little bit better about this compared to when we play Kyla, compared to when they play Russell Wilson, is that I feel like for Russell and for like Mahomes, I think things open up more because the defense is more worried about their arms, right? You're worried about Russell Wilson throwing a deep ball on you and therefore people are quicker, especially in man coverage, to get out to their threats. Now, Cam Newton, they've not really given him the ability to throw much. They've certainly not really had much success in the deep game. So I do wonder are the Niners going to be more worried about Cam Newton's rushing ability and it might become one of those try and beat us through the air. We think we've got the guys to to, to match up and, and take that out of it. Uh, but if you're going to beat us, beat us through the air, we just need to stop Cam doing what he does best. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things that, and, and really, before I, I continue, I should have known better. I should have known you were going to be worried about the mobile quarterback. I mean, every single week, you you know, you pound the table about how the Niners, you know, it how the Niners happening. struggle against mobile quarterbacks. I should have knew. I should have knew better. I'm glad I didn't put any money on that. But uh, yeah, you know, this week though with Cam, I'm not as worried about the mobile quarterback aspect of uh, you know who the 49ers defense is facing because. Typically, what stresses out this Niners defense is the unpredictable. Mm. When, when the play breaks down and when the Niners defense is, you know, has everything covered up and then the quarterback takes off. Yeah. With Cam Newton, you're going to see a lot of design runs, a lot of quarterback power, which is so unconventional. Mm. Uh, but what, what that does for the Niners defense in a positive way, you just, you just got to read your keys if you're one of the Niners linebackers, defensive linemen, safeties, whatever, whatever level the guard pulling will take you to the football. And so it's just, it's a little different than what typically stresses out the Niners defense. You know, they like Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, you know, just uh, the guys that make those unscheduled plays, those Mm -hmm. unscheduled runs when, you know, the pass isn't there. 
With Cam, it's a little more predictable. It's a you can if you just are disciplined and you you know you block things correctly or you get things you know schemed up correctly, you can eliminate Cam Newton in the run game. I'm I'm not as worried about Cam and the mobile quarterback aspect this week just because the threat of the unpredictable isn't there as much as some of the other guys that they face. Yeah, I agree with you. And if we think back to week one, in designed runs and read option plays, all that kind of stuff, the Niners actually shut down Kyler Murray. They shut him down very, very well. It was the scrambles that killed the Niners. So I think you're absolutely right in that sense. And I suppose as well, um, because of his size, I feel like if Cam does take off, I feel like he's going to be great again at first down, but uh, I wouldn't be as worried as him breaking off. You know what I mean? Like when Kyler took off, he was gone and twitchy, and that's the same with like Lamar. Um, but with Cam, I feel like they can rally to him. Now bringing him down is a different task, um, but I definitely agree with, um, with that sense. Um, and now I want to get from you, JD, as we always get for the 49ers, who do you think the impact player will be? You know, I, I alluded to it earlier. I think it's going to be Brandon Ayuk. I, I really mm. do. Just the way uh, that the, the Patriots defense kind of matches up against the Niners with Stevon Gilmore likely, you know, going to be on Debo Samuel, unless they do, the Niners do a lot of the motions and, and the Patriots elect to, you know, let Gilmore kind of move around a little bit. Uh, I just, I have a feeling that Brandon Ayuk's going to, going to have a great game. The, the Patriots have some deep, you know, some injuries on defense missing some guys in the back end and whatnot. And I think Brandon Ayuk is just going to get loose. I think uh, you saw it last week against the Rams. Brandon Ayuk got his first receiving touchdown of his career. I think they need to get him more incorporated as a pure receiver. Mm. And I think this might be the week that you see it happen. The Niners need to start stretching the field. Everything that they do is horizontal. Everything that they do is about the, the trickeration and the, the motions and just getting everybody confused at the line of scrimmage and from left to right and, and getting every, you know, getting everybody out of, out of the whack and out of their own uh, comfort zone. But I, the Niners got to start pushing the ball down the field. And Brandon Ayuk is easily, in my opinion, their, their best option to do that at the wide receiver position. And especially since you have to imagine that they're going to take away George Kittle in this game. I don't expect much from George Kittle as a receiver in this ball game. I'm just going to be honest with you. And so Brandon Ayuk is going to have to come up big, and I just have a feeling that he will. Yeah, no, that's a good call. As we mentioned earlier, I think that's, that's definitely a, a great shout out there. For mine, I'm going to go, not necessarily a person I think will have the biggest impact on the game, but somebody I think could change the game for the 49ers. And it's somebody I want to see more out of after this week, after last week. Uh, and I want to talk about Jermichael Hasty. This is somebody who had, you know, had his uh, 11 carries in the back end of the, the previous game, 46 yard. And I think with most out, I think McKinnon will still get the majority of the carries. However, I feel like when they need that change of pass, change of pace kind of back, um, I think when we've seen for Jerry McKinnon is uh, he'd break it out into the open a couple of times and, and not be quite the same speed I think he was before. And I could see them using Hasty for that change of pace. And, and it's just more somebody that I think if the Niners um, need that and they can get ahead in this game, then I think this is somebody that they could they could use a fair bit. And it's more somebody I'm just excited to see a fair bit more of. 
that's a good call. Uh, definitely excited to see Hasty. I, I I just hope that they give him a fair shot in this one. Give him right. give him 10, 10 carries at least. Yeah. Let let us see what the 49ers have in this guy. I mean, what are you what are you protecting him for? What what are you, you know, not giving him the ball for? Like you got to win these games. So you got to stop protecting some of these guys and you got to try some things. And the thing is Bill Belichick doesn't have a lot of film to study on Jamichael Hasty. There was no preseason. So you can you can kind of throw some unexpected things at Bill Belichick and his defense when you put Jamichael Hasty out on the field. And anytime you can I don't want to say fool cuz you're never really going to fool Bill Belichick, but anytime you can throw a, a curveball at him, you do it. And I think Jamichael Hasty is definitely the player that you can throw at Bill Belichick and have him kind of have to think about some things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, if you're if you're a, a defensive player out there and you see George Kittle on the field, right, threat number one. You see Debo Samuel on the field. Okay, threat number two. You see Brandon Ayuk on there. Okay, threat number three. Hasty might be the last guy you look at. You know, they might even be looking at like Juszczyk for before before him. And so I think you're absolutely right. I think if there's anybody out there that could maybe give them a little bit of a surprise, somebody that's maybe the last person they're looking at when they're trying to look work out what their priorities are, that could be something that... that Essentially gives uh gives gives the Lions a little bit of an edge, as you said. No tape, there was no preseason, um, and I think, as you say, Niners should get him out there, see what see what they've got in him, um, and I think that's got to be the way the way that it goes. Any final thoughts on the game before we wrap it up? Uh, just just one final thought. We've got about thirty two minutes into this pod, and we've barely even touched on what is the biggest storyline of this game? And that's Jimmy Garoppolo heading back to Foxborough. I mean, true. we haven't even really talked about it. It's true. That's, that's the storyline. That's uh, all eyes are going to be on that matchup. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo going back to new England, uh, Bill Belichick going against his former quarterback. Belichick knows Jimmy's weaknesses and strengths. Mm. Jimmy Garoppolo knows Bill Belichick's, you know, weaknesses and strengths, if he has any weaknesses as a defensive coach. Uh, That's going to be another huge thing to watch in this game because if anybody knows how to rattle Jimmy, it's going to be Bill Belichick. So uh, you can't understate that. We would be remiss not to mention it. Jacob, I mean, any any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, it is an absolutely great call. I mean, I think when when you look at it and you look at the cadence of where things are now with the Patriots, I mean, without that trade, perhaps Jimmy G is the starting quarterback for the Patriots in this game right now. And so it's going to be interesting. I think you're, you're right. If anybody knows how to get um, into Jimmy's head, it, it's going to be Belichick. And so this could be a tough one. It really could. Um, Jimmy's also going to know some things, as you mentioned earlier, about the Patriots. So it is going to work vice versa. But if I'm picking, you know, one side to win that matchup of who knows the most I'm picking Belichick it's going to be it's going to be a tough one I think it's a little bit of a shame um that it's not like Jimmy versus Brady um and and that Brady isn't still there uh that would have been a lot of fun I think however it's yeah it's going to be it's going to be one hell of a uh of a revenge game I think um there's certainly many many reports that that Jimmy's time towards the end in New England was was less than favorable, and his relationship with Brady wasn't too good. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting one. I, I definitely think I would be. I feel like if you're a Patriots fan and you're thinking about this matchup between Belichick and 
Jimmy, you're feeling a lot better than we are as fans on who will have the edge of that kind of prior knowledge. Yeah, like I said earlier, you know, you can throw the records out the window. You can throw the injuries out the window. At the end of the day, you know, there's so many angles in this game, so many ways you can look at it and break it down, uh, whether it's Jimmy against Belichick, Kyle against Belichick, all, all that stuff. This this game is a, a football nerd's dream. So I'm excited for this one, Jacob. I, you know, even if the Niners would have lost the last couple games, I'd still be excited about this about this game. There's, It's just it's football chess. And on Sunday, I'm looking forward to kicking my feet up and seeing just who is better, Kyle Shanahan, Bill Belichick. Can Bill, you know, fluster Jimmy? And and and, and if he does, what is the reaction going to be in the Bay Area? Is everyone going to, you know, going to, you know, come with torches towards 49-49 down in Santa Clara and, and call <laughs> for Jimmy's head? Or if Jimmy has a great game, does do things start trending back upward for Jimmy? And it's just there's so much kind of at stake in this game. And a lot can happen uh, depending on the outcome. So I'm hyped up. Big time. I think look, the way the season started, it's, it's going to feel like every single game is like that. Unless, unless the season goes off the rails, I think every game is going to have that almost playoff feel of the Niners need a result here. The Patriots, two and a half point favorites, rightly favored. You think the Niners deserve to be underdog here? I mean... They're, they're traveling to the East Coast. Patriots are, are at home. Niners haven't really played all that well this year outside of a couple of games. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. You know, it could have went either way, in my opinion. I'm not, you know, I'm not bothered by it. Uh, and if the Niners would have uh, been the favorite, I wouldn't have, you know, really been surprised either. So it's it's, it's kind of fair. Yeah, I, th- I think it is. I think uh, it was, I was maybe expecting it to be a bit closer to, to a pick'em game, but um, also projected to be the lowest scoring game of the weekend, uh, total points line of only 43.5. I mean, I said it earlier, I expect this to be a low scoring affair. I don't see many stretch the field plays. I see a lot of underneath stuff, um, which obviously in terms of clock management, number of plays can happen, can can work very similar to a, to a run game. Uh, both these teams look to run the ball and complete short passes. Um, so I think, I mean, you'd be expecting a low scoring one too, right? I don't. I think I can take the over in this one. I think the Niners are going to stretch the field in this game and and kind of open things up because you have to at this point. No Raheem Mostert. The the defense is full of injuries. You have to start opening things up and and building Jimmy Garoppolo's confidence and building confidence in the players, you know, on your offense. Show them that they can actually go out there and run routes and they'll catch the ball, not just, you know, get reverses and jet sweeps. Like the Niners have to open up their offense. Last week was a great game plan. You you want to eliminate Aaron Donald's pass rush. So what do you do? Throw a lot of screens, a lot of quick passes. I get all that, mm. but you got to start opening things up. You just have to. So I think you might see some points in this game. And uh, I, I think you're going to see him from the 49ers side specifically. Well, they're going to have more time, uh, that's for sure. If the, if uh, Jimmy does want to drop back and throw the ball, I think he will have more time than he's had previously this season. Uh, but that's, I think that's going to wrap things up for today. As we mentioned, the 3-3 three and three Niners taking on the 2-3 and three Patriots in Week 7. Uh, if you want to make sure you follow all the socials, you can follow on Twitter and Instagram at 49ers Brawl. Uh, and also Facebook 49ers Brawl Podcast. I've been JBB. You can follow me on Twitter at JBB Football. And he's been JD. You can follow him on Twitter at TV. But for week seven, the Niners taking on the Patriots. 
signing out for the Niners Brawl. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 